Hey everyone, this is our Midweek Leadership Podcast. We believe that as you listen to it, it is going to move your life forward. So get ready for an amazing message. Um, awesome. Uh, so grateful to get to share this morning. Yes. Um, yeah, so grateful. I was, I, was thinking about, uh, I was thinking about us as leaders and how leadership, um, we talk about it a lot in our church. Um, because as followers of Jesus, we're called to serve, but we're called to go first in serving. And when you go first... Uh, people see you and they follow. And so we are also leaders and our, our leadership, it matters. Um, and one thing that leaders do is leaders, they carry the vision. They, they get the download from God or, or from their leaders and then they carry that vision and they cast that vision uh, to the people that they're leading. But one of the important things is not just that you're able to communicate the vision, but that you're also able to give people steps to walk out the vision. Um, I was just kind of thinking about my life a little bit. I'm, I'm one of those people that like I need steps because if you just give me something like if you say, hey, can you uh, if Courtney tells me, hey, we got people coming over. Can you clean up the house? Can you can you straighten it up? Uh, like, OK, cool. Straighten it up. I will take all of the things that are out in public and I will put them in private. Uh, and they will be behind a door or on our bed. Um, and for me, I understood the assignment. Uh, but later I find out that I did not uh, because I didn't know that she meant actually put all those things away, uh, actually fold up every piece of clothing. Uh, I'm not thinking the same way. And so I need, personally, I need steps. Um, and and I, I, came across, uh, I came across these, these verses um, that I thought were just so important, because just like Courtney was saying, we're not here to build a big church, we're here to build big people. Um, and these verses, uh, to me, when I read them, um, they spoke to me as steps toward helping uh, to create big people. Uh, let, let me read it. This is Colossians chapter 2, um, 6 through 7. It says, And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Uh, I feel like these are, are the steps to this life of faith. I feel like these are the steps to building big people because um, there are all sorts of tasks that we do um, as a part of church. There are things that we put in motion and get done and make happen to make Sundays work, uh, to make this an environment that where people can feel loved and have opportunities to grow and all of these things. Uh, but if what is... Uh, but if what's going on in the spiritual inside of us is not aligned right, is not um, growing on the right track, then none of that really matters. Yeah. Uh, none of our gifting, none of our talents, it actually matters. And I feel like this one speaks specifically to what Christ has done and how we walk that out. So we're going to kind of walk through these verses a little bit. It starts with, and now, just as you've accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord. So for us as leaders, we find out that someone has just uh, either recommitted their life to Jesus or given their life to the Lord for the very first time. Our job is to shout them down. We yeah. celebrate them so hard. We scream it from the rooftops. We let them know with all of our energy, all of our enthusiasm, with everything we have inside of us, God has done something new in you. I want you to know you have moved literally from death to life. I don't know if you feel it, but I want you to understand what is true. God has made something new. He's done something new inside of you. This is a beginning. You are not who you were yesterday. You're someone brand new. We spend time there, and we let them know this wasn't a small moment. This was everything. This wasn't a, 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 a quick church thing. No, this affects your, the entirety of your life. We spend a moment there letting them know that what God has done in them, what they felt, was not just a feeling. It is real. 
God has begun something in them. We let them know just how big of a deal it is, but then it continues. It says, okay, and just as you've accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. So this is where we begin connecting the dots for people. Um, Because a lot of folks can stay at the first place of accepting Christ Jesus as their Lord. I'm grateful. I'm not going to hell. I am saved. My eternity is no longer in question. But then they live their life the way that they want to live their life. They build it how they want to build it. But we have to connect the dots for people. You don't just receive this massive, incredible, phenomenal thing that Jesus Christ has done for you and then sit on it. That's not what we're made for. That's not what we're, we're meant to do. Jesus, in fact, even though scripture says he is now seated at the right hand of God in the heavenly realms, he is not stationary. He is moving. God is up to something in the, in the lives around us, in the community around us. There are things that are on his heart to do today and tomorrow and the next week and the next week. God is moving and we get the opportunity to connect the dots for people, to let them know that they can be a part of what he's doing, that they can actually jump in step with Jesus, They can actually see what he's doing in their day-to-day and become a part of it. We help them know what is next. We clarify the difference between um, a life-giving, following Jesus, and and just lifeless religion. We, we, We help them step into what it really is. We point out that God is moving, uh, that Jesus is moving, and that we get to be a part of that. If we're going to be followers of Christ, that there should be movement to that. There are things that we do, not because we're trying to earn what we've we've received, but we're walking out what we receive. There's a walking out of it. There's There's a next step to it. And after it says you must continue to follow him, the next part is let your roots grow down into him. Roots do a couple of things. Um, one of the things that they do is, is roots keep a tree anchored. We live in Oklahoma. We have a tornado season. Um, uh, for some, frightening. For others, exciting. Um, and, uh, uh, but one of the things that is, is true is um, a tree only stays up through a storm if its roots are deep enough to withstand the pressure that is applied against it, right? It is anchored to one spot. So when the winds blow, it, you know, maybe some limbs break off, maybe there's some damage there, but the but the tree still stands if its roots are deep enough. If its roots have gone deep and 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 gone gone deep enough into the soil to keep it anchored to that spot. Um, that's one thing that roots do. Roots also, uh, roots also draw sustenance from the soil. They are the way that the tree actually um, receives what it needs to grow, to keep moving forward, to be strong, okay? And so, uh, so when it's saying, let your roots, roots grow down into him, we are the ones that get to teach people how to anchor their lives the yeah. right way. We are the ones that get to teach people what it means to put down roots, yeah. not just in community, but in to Jesus. We, we teach people, listen, when your life goes bad, when the moments come and you get the diagnosis, uh, when the job is lost, when your situation shifts in a way that you were not expecting, Uh, We teach people how to draw what they need from Jesus, how to run first to Jesus, how to hold tightly to Jesus. This is what we do. When you, if you're leading someone and you're just giving them the one, two, three of how to get the things done, but you're not letting them know how to survive what's coming by anchoring themselves on Jesus, then we are shortchanging them. We've got to teach people how to do this. It's not intuitive. You don't just naturally start putting your roots down into Jesus. We show people how to make him the first and the last resort. We teach people how to run to him when trouble comes, how to 
get fresh vision for their, their lives from him in their time of prayer, um, how to uh, bring all the things that matter in life to him. We teach people how to find their rest in Jesus. We teach people uh, how to run for the long haul because if your roots go deep, then you can endure not just one storm season, but every storm season that's coming, a lifetime of storms. We can endure it if our roots are deep enough. You know, in our, our neighborhood, um, we, we moved into a new house uh, this summer, and our house is beautiful. Our neighborhood is so nice. Uh, we went from a neighborhood where uh, I did not let uh, my wife walk our dog or walk the streets at night or by herself uh, and, and because it was just sketchy. Uh, you never know what was going to happen, but the neighborhood we live in now, man, the only thing we're worried about is like an owl swooping down and carrying us off into a tree or, or, or coyotes, you know, like normal, normal neighborhood stuff. Um, <laughs> but, but in our neighborhood, uh, one of the things that... that that happens is there, there's some hills there. Our house is at a cul-de-sac at the bottom of a hill. And so um, some of the properties on that street, um, they've seen some erosion from when it rains. When it rains, the water uh, goes downhill and it carries away sediment. Uh, so there's actually, there's, there's one house where there's like space underneath their driveway because of all the erosion. Not good. Uh, there's a part, a section of sidewalk that is kind of um, sunken in a little bit because of erosion. And it like all leads toward our house. It's like, oh great, sketchy, scary. Um, but what's amazing about our house, what's incredible about our house is our house, one, it's everything we dreamed it would be. Um, but two, it is surrounded by like 16 trees. 16, <laughs> seven, maybe even 20 trees are around our house. And first I was like, man, that's gonna be a lot of leaves. And it is a lot of leaves. Um, but also, what's incredible about that is all of those trees and all of their roots are actually what keeps the soil around my house from moving on to another place. So that when the rains and the waters come, it's not washed away. It's stationary because of those roots. And this is the same thing that we teach people to do as we teach them to put their roots down into Jesus. So that when the waters and the rains of life come, what is true doesn't get washed away. What, 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 they, what they knew at the beginning doesn't get washed away. Uh, their first love doesn't get washed away. This is how we, we help people to last for the long haul. Next, it says, let your lives be built on him. One thing that's true is that in life, we all decide uh, at some point what we're going to build our lives on, what we're going to wrap our lives around. Um, and that can shift and vary depending upon your culture, depending upon the people that you spend time around, depending upon the, the job that you do. You can decide, uh, my life will be built around my business. Uh, some people, my life will be built around my children. The only thing that matters is making sure that they become uh, great adults and they have all the opportunities in your life. All of your energy can focus on that. Your, your life can, can wrap around a hobby for some people. Um, the most important thing, like, I love hunting, but some people really love hunting. Uh, they... they <laughs> They, they spend more money and energy there than anywhere else in their life. Uh, some people will wrap uh, their lives around, um, they'll wrap their lives around, um, you know, gosh, being, um, you know, you see people who are like influencers on Instagram. Um, I don't know. Uh, I respect it, kind of, from a distance, but I don't know how you can put all that energy into every single day making content about your life. Are we really that interesting? No, we're not. <laughs> but somehow, uh, people uh, can, can, can wrap their lives around that in such a way where all their energy is going there. We're all, uh, we all choose to do that at some time. But I remember uh, there was a friend of, of ours in college who, um, uh, she played soccer. And, um, and she was really good at it. She was on the team for a couple of years. 
And then she graduated, soccer was done, life had moved on. And I remember her telling my wife um, about how with soccer done, she almost didn't know what to do with herself. She felt lost because so much of her life had been wrapped around that thing. So much of her life had been wrapped around the sport. It was almost like, well, who am I now? Who am I now? Listen, wrapping your life around anything but Jesus, the one who has saved you, the one who has changed you, the one who has picked you up from the dirt, cleaned you off and made you holy and brand new, wrapping your life around anything but what he has called you to wrap it around, his kingdom, his purpose, his mission, it's not something that'll last. It's not something that is worth your time. Yes, we'll, we'll do other things. We'll have jobs and businesses and hobbies and all of these things. But what is at the center needs to be Jesus, yeah. his, person, his, his purpose, his mission, his, his goals for your life, his vision for you and your family, his drive for you and your life. We need to teach people how to wrap their lives around the right thing. Because when you wrap it around anything else, you're building a small life. Mm-hmm. You're living a small life. That's not because I'm trying to hate on anybody, anybody's thing. Right. I just know it to be true. Yeah. Yeah. I just know it to be true. That wrapping your life around anything else cannot sustain you. Yeah. Right. Uh, cannot give hope and purpose to your neighbor and your children and the generations after you. Only, uh, only by wrapping your life around the kingdom do we see that. Your, your life gets bigger as you wrap it around what Jesus tells you to wrap it around. Your life only expands and has more room for people, more room for joy, more room for hope, more room for adventure. Listen, following Jesus sometimes is scary. Uh, following Jesus sometimes is going places that you never thought you would go. Um, and, and when you think about an adventure, the components of an adventure, there, there's, a, there's a journey to go on. Uh, there's, there's obstacles to overcome. There's danger to confront. That's following Jesus. There, there's a journey that we're going on um, in, in this city, through this church, in the lives of people. There are obstacles that we're coming up against in our own day-to-day and in the lives of the people that we're leaning into and praying for and believing for. There are, there's danger to confront day-to-day. We're, we're, we're living an adventure. The best adventure is the life wrapped around his plan and his purpose. And and as we lead people along these right steps, in addition to all the other things that that we lead them uh, with, but if if we're leading them rightly and we're walking them down these steps of first knowing uh, what's true as you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord, uh, then uh, learning how to continue to follow him, then learning how to put your roots down into him, then learning how to build your life on him. Then where we've led them to is a place where it says, then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught, and you will overflow mm-hmm. with thankfulness. We're talking about building big people. And big people who have grown the right way, put their roots down in the right thing, wrapped their lives around the right stuff, they have a way of overflowing into everyone around them. They are, they are then influencers everywhere they go. They yeah. go to, uh, to Walmart and they're overflowing with generosity and kindness and hope and joy. They go to, uh, they go to um, you know, Harbor Freight uh, and they're interacting with a bunch of grumpy old dudes selling hammers and stuff um, and they're bringing in joy that's not normally in that environment. Uh, they're going everywhere they're going. What God has done is overflowing. This is what it looks like to be, to, to be uh, a big person. This is what it looks like to lead people towards being big people. This is what we're called to do. This is how we're called to lead. 
Um, and hopefully now you have some idea of how we are, have been equipped um, to raise people up, to lead them well, to be all that God has called them to be. So that's all I have for today. I'm going to pray, and then we'll move on to the next. Father God, I thank you um, that you have given us everything that we need to help people walk down the road that you've called them to walk. You, you've given us everything that we need, all, all wisdom and insight and strength and courage and direction that we need to at least start people rightly on the journey. God, I pray that you would help us uh, to lead well, that you would help us to find our confidence to lead this way, not in uh, and of ourselves, God, but that it would come from you. Um, Lord, we pray uh, for everyone on the other side of us that they uh, would follow you with everything that they have, not just in general, but specifically wrapping their life around you, putting their roots down in into you, God, that they would grow and become the people uh, that you've called them to be so that this world around us can change and become more like heaven. We love you. We trust you. It's in the mighty name of Jesus we pray. Amen. And amen. Hey, church, we hope this message has pushed you forward in your leadership and your relationship with God. We can't wait to see you this Sunday or in a connect group. Have an amazing week. We'll see you then.